fellow movie fans. It's the finale you've all been waiting for. Part three of Quinn's favorite films. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, here we finish off the, the world's greatest three-part radio series um, with the final favorite movies that I've watched. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy. All right. Next is Pulp Fiction. Another Quentin Tarantino movie. His, his most well-known for sure. Um, and this movie, unlike some of his other movies, is, you know, which, unlike almost every movie ever made, it has a storyline and, you know, a theme. But this movie, from what I can tell, there's no clear theme, nor is there really a storyline. It's actually a pretty whack storyline it kind of goes back and forth from like like goes goes back in time to like see flashbacks or no not flashbacks but basically you have the beginning middle and end all mixed up and there's no real real theme of this movie it just kind of tells a story um if you're like if you go to film school and you're like a writer you can probably like like look into this and be like no this movie has a theme are you stupid it's blah blah blah, but I'm not. I'm 15. Um, so yeah, like this movie, it 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 kind of leaves you feeling like unsatisfied when you when you finish it because like, oh wait, what? Is that all that happened? Like, what's gonna, like, what's the moral of this story? You know, because it it almost has no moral, but that is the movie. It 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 leaves you feeling like unsettled, and uh, that's one of the things super cool about Quentin Tarantino's. Uh, you know, movie making style is that he doesn't really care about you. He just wants to tell a good story. So that's what I that's why I would highly recommend this film. All right, next up. Um Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Uh this movie is, if anything, like like philosophical. Cause it's about a man, he's a he's a civil war general, and he goes to Japan to try to basically kill the samurai. But he ends up joining them, and the uh, the whole philosophical meaning behind everything he's doing is pretty deep, and you know it's good action, obviously, because it's it's Tom Cruise, you know, wielding a samurai sword, uh, which is probably one of the best combinations in film history. Uh, but the uh, the contemplation and the kind of exhibition of Japanese culture and philosophy in this movie is is really excellent, and I've actually taken some some quotes and some philosophies from this movie. I've taken them to heart, um, and I'm not going to tell you what they got, what they are because you know then they won't be sacred. But uh, but 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 yeah, this movie is uh very good for for I'd say getting in touch with yourself. All right, next up. Risky Business, another fabulous Tom Cruise film. Um, also another uh, fabulous, iconic 80s film. It came out in 1983, and it featured Tom Cruise as a, um, you know, when I saw this movie, I thought it was going to be a lot like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I watched it on a plane. But, you know, I thought that Tom Cruise's character was 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 going to be very similar to, to Ferris Bueller's Day Off in terms of just you know like the personality and the wit, but I soon realized that no, it's not at all like that. Tom Cruise 
in this movie is kind of, I'm not going to say a loser, but he definitely isn't a Ferris Bueller type character who just does whatever, you know, they want and looks cool doing it. And so I was like, wow, this is really interesting because I thought Ferris Bueller was cool and he is cool. And I was like, I don't, I want to be like Ferris Bueller, but here we have a character that I was, you know, the Tom Cruise character who wanted to be Ferris Bueller. Like you could tell that Tom Cruise's character, he was like, I want to be cool. And in this movie, his parents go away on vacation and he's like, okay, I got to, you know, do something cool. Like I got to live. And so he does a whole bunch of stuff. There's an incident with a Porsche 928, which is an awesome scene to say the least. And um, I, I, I've, I very much connected with this, with Tom Cruise's character. Uh, I, I forget the character's name at the moment, but um, it's like this movie, instead of being called risky business, it could be called the education of, of Tom Cruise because he, he learns many things about himself and the world. So I'm not, really sure if if risky business was the right name for this movie I, I think it should be called you know you know something along the lines of you know the, the education of tom cruise all right uh next up wow, this is the third tom cruise movie in a row mission impossible most people have seen mission impossible because it is um you know the the action movie tom cruise and uh, we all love action movie Tom Cruise. I mean, are you kidding me? Um, but Mission Impossible, the first one's really good. Second one is okay. Third one's okay. Fourth one, Ghost Protocol, is pretty good. Um, but I thought the most recent one, which was probably the last Mission Impossible with, with our boy Tom, uh, I thought this was, was really well done. You know, you've got Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt. That's the character, and Ethan Hunt is this. He's a spy for the uh, for the CIA, and I mean, this guy is getting betrayed like every five minutes. I mean, it's insane. You're like, how does this guy still do his job? And um, I'd say over the over the years, they come, they've kind of lost their edge uh, because. You know, action movie stuff is just so normal now. I mean, back in 1996 when the first one came out, you're like, whoa, this is awesome. But now you're like, I've seen this before, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, the first one is still super dope. Uh, next up, this bottom bottom four. So these must be, I guess, the ones that I have most recently watched. Um, the other guys with um, the surprisingly excellent comedy duo will ferrell and mark Wahlberg, and this was before they did daddy's home this was this was why daddy's home was made was because of this movie this came out in 2010 and i mean this movie is 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 just so funny you, you know you've got um will ferrell and mark Wahlberg. they they play they're cops for the new york police department but they're they're kind of like like desk jockeys, you know, you've got, you know, um, you know, the other, the other cops, the detectives that are out doing the cool stuff. And you got the other guys, right. And in this movie, they go out and they're like, okay, enough's enough. We're going to go, you know, we're going to be the cool guys for once. And they just, I mean, 
um, everything they do about this, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, they 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 mesh perfectly together, and they they form. Um, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of a better, like, actor duo than than these two. I can't. I mean, they're 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 just super phenomenal. All right. Uh, next we got the Princess Bride. Uh, now the Princess Bride is. I was like seven when I saw this movie for the first time, and I thought it was gonna suck, right? Because it was like fairy tales and, you know, princesses. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to watch this. But then when we started watching it, I was like, oh my god, this movie rules. Um, because yes, it is fairy tales and princesses, but it's also like you know knights sword fighting and like like you know funny like like witty lines and you know action swashbuckler adventure i mean this this movie has everything that a good movie has on a super low budget this came out in like 1987 from i forget which studio but they didn't have that much money when they made it and it didn't make that much money when it came out um but i mean everyone like i've seen this movie on vhs like 37 times because it's it's just so good i guess you could call this one a cult classic because it's it's you know by age technically a classic 1987 that's basically what we consider a classic at this point but it it also is kind of similar to the breakfast club it's kind of a cliche where you're like, uh, there's not really anything new here that I'm, you know, learning. Like the good guy wins, bad guy loses, blah blah blah. But there, there is something kind of re- refreshing about that. I'd say, you know, you're comfortable. You're not, you're not like, uh, I'm not sure about this. You're just like, okay, yeah, I'm comfortable. Everything's good. It's it's like eating a nice grilled cheese cooked by your mom. You know, it's it's comforting. You know it's good, and you love it. And I think I think that um, that that grilled cheese metaphor, although strange, perfectly uh, uh, symbolizes not not symbolizes re- represents uh, what this movie is. So, um, yeah, I mean this movie is great. All right, the final two we got the Usual Suspects. Now, a friend of mine recommended this movie to me. I'd been wanting to watch it, but I you know just kind of never gotten around to it. Um, this movie's got got Kevin Spacey, who plays this kind of like, who who he plays this like kind of weird guy who ends up wrapped up in this like crime scheme with these other guys, and they're like, okay, well, like they're trying to figure out who who committed this crime because none of them can figure it out. But so they they end up kind of ban- um joining together, and they 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 do a couple of other you know heists and crimes and, and whatnot and they soon find out about this guy uh, kaiser sose who is apparently a like like almost mythical um super badass dude who can who, who's like super scary he's he's kind of like this crime boss guy who um the who the guy the usual suspect you know as as, as we'll call him um end up having to pay a favor for because of something they did I'm, i i can't remember or i i, I don't want to spoil it either but they're they're you know this kaiser sosa guy is so scary and no one actually knows if he's real he's like he's a myth and 
so they they do this job for for Kaiser Sose. It's like a cocaine deal on a boat, and basically the the whole movie takes place while um, Kevin Spacey's character Verbal Kint is describing the the course of events to a police investigator, and um, I mean this this movie has one of the best endings of any movie ever. It is like my mind exploded when I when I saw the ending. So, I mean, phenomenal. And uh, wait a second, I wrote Pulp Fiction twice on here. That was the last one was Pulp Fiction, but uh, I've seen that movie already, and we actually already talked about it. Um, all right, then uh, then that officially concludes Quinn's best film list, not in order. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. I mean, these the, the solo episodes. It's it's kind of weird. I'd rather have the boys here. I'll try to get them back, but you know, just thought I might as well get something on the podcast soon. So, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this, and we'll see you maybe in another five months. Bye.